is the historical moments, the time, not only to fight severe virus, but to shape the system. We have a unique but rapidly shrinking window of opportunity to learn lessons and reset ourselves on a more sustainable path. It is an opportunity we have never had before and may never have again. So we must use all the levers we have at our disposal, knowing that each and every one of us has a vital role to play. Now is the time to think what history would say about this crisis. And now is the time for all of us to define our own role. What is it that would make it so that history would look at this crisis as the great opportunity for reset? The Great Reset is a welcome recognition that this human tragedy must be a wake-up. It is imperative that we reimagine, rebuild, redesign, reinvigorate and rebalance our world. Rebalancing investment, harnessing science and technology, and advancing the transition to net zero emissions, all elements of the Great Reset are fundamental to building the future we need. The world's problems fit on three sides of a triangle. It's one versus many, man versus nature, and the unfortunate foundation is long-term versus short-term. We had already income inequality that was fueling income, race, gender inequality. We have a climate emergency, which we can't walk away from. There's no doubt that the very survival of the human race requires us to act. Any recovery stimulus should have green conditions attached to it. Energy prices should reflect real costs. You need private sector capital, private sector ingenuity, private sector technology, and private sector capabilities to come to the party. You need enormous trust between the private sector and the public sector for this to actually work. We have to change our economy dramatically in the next 20 or 30 years, and the next 10 years is absolutely decisive. The recovery has to be greener than any of the previous recoveries. And in order to do that, we need to ensure that the stimulus package, including fiscal and monetary, are much greater uh, than they were before. So we cannot waste this opportunity uh, to ensure that uh, the uh, very precious money that's raised from the next generation is spent on green and low carbon. We will now start a quite a high number of task forces to look at all the different issues and we will present all those ideas to the people assembled in Davos. But at the same time, we will make Davos very different, very open to ensure that we do not fall, uh, fall back to old recipes, but that we really look at forward-oriented solutions. Young entrepreneurs, especially for de from developing countries that are there and can see the right problem, can really step up and create solutions. Finding profitable solutions to problems of the people and the planet, and we're starting to see firms move to that, and we're seeing firms that behave responsibly in that way, actually doing better on conventional measures of profitability and doing better in this particular period. We've also seen social entrepreneurs step in in incredible ways. Not only has it exposed the preca precarious reality, but then it has also exposed the opportunity to recenter their reset around the most vulnerable and those on the edge where um, it only takes something like a pandemic or um, difficult circumstances to 
slide into poverty. And then we need to couple that with new initiatives to equip more people with the digital skills they'll need, not just to have a tech job, but a job that is increasingly tech-enabled in almost every part of the economy. If we can empower consumers with all of this, I think we unleash this next generation to have a much broader impact more quickly. We can never again allow our health, education, care systems to be underfunded. We need our imagination here. Hospital is being redefined each and every day right now. So the next time someone tells us uh, that tackling climate change is either too costly or too difficult, I think we need to remind them and remind ourselves of what just is happening right now. We not only have to demand change, but also create change. We have to live up to the expectations which we have created, and we will do so. All right, welcome to TylerBloyer.com live stream here on this Sunday, August 23rd. Uh, that was a nice introduction there. Uh, just getting a taste for what the World Economic Forum sees as the great economic reset, the great reset that they've been planning and uh, fomenting and guiding us to. Uh, what they need is a, a great reset, right? What they've been writing about and talking about for years. And that's a video produced by the World Economic Forum. Um, I had a, a little underscore to that uh, to make it a little bit more exciting. Uh, but yeah, that's not like footage that other people have put together. You know, that's what they're going to create, like they said at the end there. That's not just something that they're going to uh, help us through, but actually are working to uh, create right now and uh, we're going through that um, so there's a couple of other things that we need to talk about today and uh, one would be uh, this is just an update video going through some things uh, including uh, what we spoke about there as we'll kind of come to some solutions through this video uh, what could be done and uh, also talking about some new things that have come out recently including uh, the pandemic 2 documentary and uh, some other things. So again, welcome to the TylerBloyer.com live stream. Uh, I here am producing, editing, publishing, creating this content all by myself. So uh, we're trying to get through any of the technical hurdles that could come up. I do have a community of people uh, of which I've put out an invite to to see if they'd like to jump in and join me here. Um, it was a last-minute invite, though, so I have plenty that I'd like to cover myself. Now, I'd like to get into just another clip here, and this is from the pandemic video. Uh, let me just share my screen really quick. All right, so we have that screen up, and let me pull this page up here. Uh, you can watch the Plandemic 2 indoctrination video here at ISE Media. And this is going to be in my show notes to this episode. And here's uh, that video, or here's the main site that Ben Swan launched for hosting media. Uh, his new site, uh, Ben from Reality Check or Truth in Media. Some people might know or recognize him. Uh, he was heavily censored back on CBS when he covered some stories uh, that WikiLeaks and 
it had to do with like Domino's and Papa John's type products, if you remember what I was talking about. Uh, so I'll put that in the show notes and then uh, you can watch that documentary here. It's also on BitChute, I found, and it looks like there's even maybe some ways to download that. Uh, I think it works pretty well through your standard downloaders, like 4K video downloader, uh, which might take a minute to open here. Uh, there's others, there's other ways to download these videos, but you can grab it off of BitChute pretty easily uh, just by copying the link. And you know, this is a, a free trial of this 4K video downloader, and I can paste that link in there and it'll give me an option to download that I can then put it anywhere I want and watch it wherever I want without having to worry about that uh, disappearing off the web as it has in many other places um, so what I want to do is just get into a clip here of that documentary uh, let me go back to this screen and uh, hit play and we're just going to listen to a little bit of this section here this is an important uh, part Somebody must have told these other people that they have to say it's it's a great piece of science. You were quoted as saying it was a meticulous job done professionally. It could be done by some somebody very expert in molecular biology, I think. Et c'est pas naturel, c'est ce que vous voulez dire Non, ce n'est pas naturel, c'était un travail de professionnel, un travail de de biologiste moléculaire. C'est un travail très minutieux. On peut dire d'horloger, on peut dire dans quel niveau but? des séquences. Mais dans quel Alors, but la, la, Dans quel but, ça, ça n'est pas, pas clair. Moi, je l'expose, si vous voulez. Mon, mon travail, c'est d'exposer les faits, c'est tout. See, the problem with all of this is the evidence is right in front of our face. And when confronted with evidence, we are told fact-checkers are somehow transcendent. The pace of our modern world makes it nearly impossible for working people to research the events and policies that shape their lives. When seeking answers to life's most pressing questions, where do we go first? Google. Enter the subject, hit go, and there it is. Only what they want us to see. In today's culture of copy and paste journalism, it's common for hundreds of unrelated outlets to feature the exact same report. This is not the result of laziness. This is by design. When we see identical headlines across seemingly unrelated platforms, the logical mind concludes, well then, it must be true. The illusion that numerous news sources have arrived at the same conclusion gives us confidence to share the chosen narrative. And just like that, we become the unwitting pushers of propaganda. Search engines are the holy grail for those seeking to control the narrative. Google is already more powerful in terms of its control over people's lives than almost every government on the planet. As the most influential search engine in the world, through its ubiquitous reach, Google has more power to influence U.S. elections than any foreign nation. You testified before this committee. You said in subsequent elections, Google and Facebook and Twitter and big text manipulation could manipulate as many as 15 million votes in a subsequent election? And the methods that they're using are invisible. They're subliminal. They're more powerful than 
most any effects I've ever seen in the behavioral sciences, and I've been in the behavioral sciences for almost 40 years. The blacklists is something that Google said didn't exist, and they testified that under oath. And nothing but the truth shall help you guys. I do. Now, me as an engineer, I just did a search on Google's internal search engine, and guess what I found? It had blacklisted search terms like cancer cures. Why is Google deciding what people can and cannot search for? What was once an efficient tool for navigating the world of information is now a network for global surveillance, data collection, and social engineering. Now let's take a look at a few of the most commonly used fact checkers, beginning with Snopes. The husband and wife duo of David and Barbara Mickelson founded Snopes.com in 1995. They had no journalism background or training whatsoever. They built their fact-checking empire by using Google as their primary verifying source. The Mickelsons divorced in 2015. Barbara sued David for embezzling money that he allegedly spent on prostitutes, as well as a lavish honeymoon with his new wife, who worked as an escort in Las Vegas before joining the Snopes cast of characters. In 2017, David Mickelson's new business partners filed a lawsuit accusing Mickelson of multiple counts of fraud and embezzlement. Snopes proclaims to be the Internet's go-to source for discerning what is true and what is total nonsense. Yet one glance at their history of fact-free checking tells another story. When Dr. Mikovits claimed she was arrested without a warrant and jailed without a charge, Snopes rated her statement false. Had they bothered to explore the arrest documents, they would have seen that indeed there was neither a warrant nor signatures to officiate a charge, a fact that I confirmed with members of Dr. Mikovits' legal team. Was there a search warrant? No. And was she ever charged? No. Never charged with a crime. 100% correct. Judy has never been charged with any crime. Facebook's fact-checking arm, PolitiFact, is owned by the Pointer Institute, which has received substantial funding from big pharma allies such as Google and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Like Snopes, PolitiFact has a history of misleading the public. In late January of 2019, PolitiFact, Snopes, and FactCheck.org raced to squash the notion that coronavirus and its treatments were patented. They reviewed only three of the 4,452 publicly available patents, which unmistakably show that SARS coronavirus detection and treatment had been widely patented by both the public and private sectors. Facebook's founder pledged to the WHO, saying they would remove false claims and block exploitative ads. They're working with the World Health Organization and with the NHS, so they have a hotline, if you like, from those official sources. Wikipedia is the go-to destination for introductions to people, places, and things. Alexa calls on this digital encyclopedia. Alexa, who is Dr. Judy Mikovits? This documentary here, actually, I just realized I was on mute. And uh, so now you actually get to see a little bit of how the actual information is disseminated, you know, out into the public. It's not something where the Google search engine is showing you everything um, that you're searching for or that you can go and simply do a fact check online and see, you know, the truth about some matter. Um, 
that documentary does a very good job at showing how the search engines are actually block engines and they're actually hiding from you the truth about certain things especially when it comes to things like your health or vaccinations or the world economic forum ties into uh you know bill gates or things like that and you go and look and oh it's it's a it's a the fact checkers have have decided already on this one sorry uh, i have another example of that here i can pull up where i posted a while back on facebook corbett reports videos and you know they came behind that with a nice little tag that says oh we're sorry this is false information this post repeats information about COVID-19 that independent fact checkers say is false oh oh wow oh I'm so glad that the independent fact checkers have stepped in I mean they hold all the keys to all the knowledge right and and so there's there's things that they've sent me on this too like hey you're sharing fake false information online um, I think there was another one that I shared Maybe it was the pandemic documentary itself shortly before that. I don't recall. But yeah, it's like, oh, well, I'm glad that I can count on, on these independent fact checkers to tell me what the truth is about the matter, right? Because we're only supposed to s trust the, the trusted sources, right? Uh, but as you can see from, uh, I think, the last walk and talk I did, and maybe I could even pull up that video here, they don't have all the information. They don't have all the facts. They don't have all the, the studies on, let's say, in vaccines in particular, to show that they're even safe and effective. So when, when it says that we're supposed to only trust the independent fact checkers or that somehow they have the information, I just wonder, like, which fact checkers, which independent fact checkers can I trust? And, like, where can I go to this one central source of authority that has all the facts because I'm confused, you know, I'm just sharing things that I'm independently researching on my own. I thought, you know, that I had a pretty good way of discerning, you know, fact from fiction, or at least being able to explore with my own mind either way. Like even if I am exploring something that is unfactual, you know, am I not allowed to explore that? Is that, basically what Facebook and Google and the other tech gods are telling us is that, you know, we're not allowed to share a movie like uh, Plandemic Indoctrination on YouTube or Facebook. I, I can't even find it on my page. They must have just removed it because, you know, the independent fact checkers have spoken and this is not the truth that they've decided upon as being the truth, right? Uh, let's see. Let me pull this up here. Let's just go through a little bit of this video and see, like, if these are the fact checkers that we can trust, right? So hold on. I'm doing this live. I didn't plan to share this video. But let, let's do another screen share here. We'll go down to this one. Pull this in. There's a lot of safety science that's needed, and um, without the good science, we can't have. There's good a lot of safety so, science. Although that's I'm talking needed. about all these and, other contextual um, issues and well, communication issues, good 
it absolutely science, needs we can't the science include the backbone. So you can't although I'm talking about the all these other contextual issues to make and sound better issues, if you don't have the science that's relevant to the new the problems. So the backbone. we need you much can't more investment the same in safety old science, science I think we to make it sound better if you don't have the science that's that relevant we really to the new problems. So we need much more investment in safety communication and the misapprehensions because we're not able to give clear-cut answers when people ask questions about the deaths that have occurred due to a particular vaccine and this always gets blown up in the media uh, one should be able to give uh, a very factual account of what exactly has happened and what the cause of deaths are but in most cases there's some obfuscation at that level and and therefore there's uh, less and less trust then in 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 the system every time that there is an association, be it temporal or not temporal, the first accusation is it is the adjuvant. And yet, without adjuvants, we are not going to have the next generation All right, of vaccines. Um, and many of the vaccines that we on. do have, ranging from tetanus through to HPV, require adjuvants in order for them to work. So the challenge that we have in front of us is how do we build confidence in this? And the confidence, first of all, comes from the regulatory agencies, to Marianne, when we add an adjuvant, it's because it is essential. We do not add adjuvants to vaccines because we... But when we add them, it, in, it adds to the complexity. And I give courses every year on how do you develop vaccines, how do you make vaccines. And the first lesson is, while you're making your vaccine, if you can avoid using an adjuvant, please do so. Lesson two is... If you're going to use an adjuvant, uh, use one. I'm having an issue finding out safety. where this audio is and coming lesson from. Three so is, is the, if you're not going to do that, of doing think it live. Very Give me a sec here. It seems to me that adjuvants multiply the immunogenicity of the antigens that they are added to, and that is their intention. It seems to me they uh, multiply the it. reactogenicity in many instances. Right. Somehow that got opened in Brave. I'm sorry about that. So anyway, just going back to the fact that the point is, is that the research hasn't been done. And, you know, we need to be able to have access to documentaries like Plandemic 2 or in, Indoctrination. I forget what the title is exactly. Um and we need to be able to independently verify the facts for ourselves, you know, without having a central authoritative figures tell us what the truth is. I mean, this is becoming very dangerous for people to put that much faith into known liars, into people that are knowingly and willingly lying to us, uh, such as the media or these fact checkers or the scientific community, quote unquote, with scientific consensus, right? And if that's not a fallacy just within itself. But anyway, so those are some new things that uh, you can check out that have come out recently. Uh, if you weren't aware, those can be put on your radar. Um, switching gears a little bit, I have another clip I'd like to share. And this one was from a recent interview with Richard Grove from the Freeman Beyond the Wall podcast. And I was lucky enough to be able to have edited and done the post-production on this video. And uh, he just released this the other day on his Tragedy and Hope YouTube channel. Now, if you haven't gone over and subscribed, uh, we're just gonna do a share of that really quick. You can find that uh, 
YouTube channel right here. This is Richard Grove of Tragedy and Hope and Autonomy. And the video clip that we're going to be playing here, you can find in the show notes when this video gets published on my website tomorrow, or you can find it right here. Uh, this is the clip that we're going to be sharing. So let's go into that and then we'll, we'll do a little discussion about it. We do have some power if we take action, if we plan it out, if we do some research, if we work with some other cool people. We do have power, we do have potential, right? The big trick is they make everyone think that they're broken. Everyone thinks that, oh, it must be me. Maybe I need this pill. Like we live in a society that either makes you frustrated or aggressive. Frustrated, we got a pill. Aggressive, we got a cage. Like the frustration aggression complex, they've known about that. The Yale Institute of Human Relations in 1938, they're like, we have this insight into what drives people's behavior. Shall we liberate them with it? No, let's fucking enslave them with it, man. Let's make their whole society like frustrating and aggressive. Cause you know what that, that's what results if somebody blocks you from getting to your goals. So if they say, we'll change the education system so you get schooling so you can never get to your goals, therefore you will be likely frustrated or aggressive or maybe anxious, anxious. They got a pill for that too, right? So the entire infrastructure of our, our society is built like in a funnel and it's like fear and pain. And unless you're willing to go through here or through here, you're going to end up up here in the cattle car where they want you. Right? They, they have built like a cattle chute. Unless you break out through the side, you're going where they want you to go. They are writing your script for you, your family, your friends right now. They're writing it, they're putting it in front of you. They're like, here's your future. This is gonna be your future. It's the new normal, which is just the new world order. That's all it is. This Everything they're doing right now is what they've planned for the past 120 years on paper that could be read in a summer by anybody. It doesn't take you five or six years to learn what's going on. It's like, you need to read some books and some documents, but they have to be the right books and documents that actually connect you into the substance and meaning of the signal that's going on and not all the noise that they want you to think is the reality because that's not how it works.
Oh, man. I just realized I was muted some of that time, so I apologize for that. We're just going to come back. That's that's the thing about doing it live, folks, is... <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I'm listening to me catching up there. It's That's doing it live, right? We'll do it live! We'll, we'll, I'll write it, and we'll do it live! We don't need somebody to help me unmute. We don't need a co-producer. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, that sucks. Uh, anyway, getting like I said, getting back into the saddle of doing it live. That, that's how it goes. Sometimes you forget to unmute. But that clip from Richard Grove, very powerful clip. That episode is going to be in the show notes. And uh, you can go peruse that particular episode for all the resources available therein. Uh, there's lots of good things to discover about what's going on in our current world. And, you know, the, like I said, with the theme of that original, you know, World Economic Forum and then the pandemic to film, all these things being in the show notes and then kind of following up with that interview from Richard Grove, it's a good kind of different perspective on, you know, the current modern events if, if those are some things that are not on your radar. All right, so that being said, there's some other things going on in the TylerBloyer.com realm, and we're going to cover a couple of those things now. So, first of all, you can watch the show on the TylerBloyer.com slash live site, and you can hop into the Discord server there. This show is streaming live into the Discord, and when I checked that, that's how I realized that I was still muted. <laughs> And you can see us here streaming. And then you can also go to uh, somewhere along here. There'll be a pop-up for you to enter your email address. But you can enter your email address to say, stay up to date with the things that I have going on. And I'll put out emails every now and then. Uh, nothing too crazy. So don't worry. I don't send spam out. And there's also the University of Reason. Something I've been working on for the last year uh, with autonomy and autonomy season two is where I started they're now up to autonomy season four and this is just a little look about some of the courses and things that autonomy has to offer and I brought this up because there's the holistic self-assessment course from Derek bros of the conscious resistance and if you're familiar with his work uh, you could you're probably familiar with the holistic self-assessment and with the holistic self-assessment there's actually a free PDF download on his site where you can download that and get a look through that book, uh, that PDF, and it's really powerful stuff. It's like a taking a step back and taking a look in and starting to really ask, you know, if you're in alignment with your principles, and you know, becoming self-aware, principles, goals, habits, the holistic view, relationships, getting to the root exercise for healing action plan and track your progress that's like a workbook that you can actually work through there's actually sections to take notes in it but anyway Derek has presented his course to autonomy and then that course I believe will be available to the followers and subscribers of the conscious resistance network and uh, you can find out more about that by following Derek and his work I just wanted to put that on your radar that that's available exclusively now to autonomy uh, students and graduates so that's really exciting uh, as well as 
Parhesia, The Art of Communication by Benny Wills, which is also another course, and some of you might be familiar with Benny and his work, uh, Benny from BennyWills.com. He uh, was an actor, sort of a comedian. Actually, Autonomy Unlimited is working on his site right now, so we'll have to come back to that. But he's doing the same thing, introducing a course which he will then be able to offer to the public uh, once that course is ready for prime time. So with that being said, uh, you can find out more about these things by following up with Autonomy. The links in the resources below of this episode will lead, lead you to the 19 skills document, which will start to get you an idea for what Autonomy has to offer and some of these other things therein that you can find out about, as well as uh, a link to get on a Calendly with me if you'd like to have a meeting and discuss any of these things that I've talked about in this episode so far. Uh, besides that, the next thing I wanted to cover today uh, was, let's see, let's go back here, uh, Mark Passio's course, How to Become the True Media, uh, this course is something that I think we're on week eight coming up, and in week eight, uh, we're getting really far along at this point in, in depth into what Mark is attempting to do, like in a, I think it's like 21 or 22 week course of teaching everyone the basics, you know, up to intermediate and somewhat advanced levels of the publishing process, really, like how to, all the way down to like how to manage the computer components on your computer, you know, like how to properly purchase and spec out a hard drive, how to back up your content, how to structure the file system, how to set up all the settings properly. And this has been a fun course. I'm somewhat helping to produce some co-hosting or shadow hosting as we call it in autonomy with Mark. And on Tuesday nights, uh, the class is full. They're not accepting any new entry into the course. I just wanted to kind of talk about this as an update of something that I've been doing. Um, anybody that's in the True Media course that would like to maybe come on TylerBloyer.com live stream and do it with me, we can start to put some of those skills to work. And, you know, I was thinking maybe uh, how to become the True Media Season 1 podcast with some of the guys in the class, maybe uh, have a channel or something like that where we start to post some episodes that we create, practicing our skills on, on live streaming or podcasting or pre-recorded and so if you're watching this and you're in the how to become the true media class you know reach out to me let's discuss that idea I think it's a pretty good idea uh, as I said the autonomy season 4 course is about to get started and uh, autonomy is somewhere like somewhere between 12 and 15 weeks and so there's still plenty of time to get in in fact there's never any real closing time to autonomy um, and there's lots of fun and exciting things happening as I covered just a couple of those today with Benny Wills' new course and Derek Bros's new course. There's so many other things to cover that, again, you know, if, you, if you'd be interested in having access to those things or um, learning more about what autonomy is from Richard Grove or how to become the true media 
and these types of things, just uh, follow up with me to get on my Calendly link in the show notes, or you can download the 19 skills document, which will be posted on my website with this as well. Um, But yeah, I mean, a lot of the skills that I've been able to develop further and some of the things that I'll be talking about in the future have definitely been because of my experience and getting with autonomy and, you know, the journey that I've taken since uh, joining the course has been one where I can't even explain and describe the value that I've gotten out of uh, being with the autonomy course and, and going through and participating to the level that I have has truly been tremendous. And so I'm just going to share a little clip here from Benny Wills uh, and a montage that Lawrence Driggs put together. He's on the media production team in Autonomy Unlimited. And this uh, provides a little insight to what the course looks like and what you could expect going uh, into the course. Who's going to be first off the mute this morning? I'm glad that I have this course now more than ever. Having a community of people to discuss how to be empowered and autonomous is really necessary and also therapeutic. I'm this much scared about the virus and a lot scared of what's coming down the pipe as a result. All right, so first off, we're going to get you away from that that fear and that stress that I'm sensing. (laughs) And I want to get you into the practicality of exercising the conversations you're going to need to have. Have you found that your skills aren't matching up with the challenges ahead? Here are 19 essential skills for success that school never taught you. Get your free copy by following the link below or visit getautonomy.info slash 19 skills. All right, so there you go. That's um, just a little preview of what it's like to be in the course of autonomy. And a great video there that Lawrence put put together. And something that I really think he did a great job of, and it really showed what's possible with just working and practicing on a skill set and bringing them together with uh, the editor there had some previous audio editing skills. Uh, He was able to work on those and get to the point where something like that was possible and that's the kind of stuff that personally in the team that I'm on in Autonomy Unlimited which is the marketing front end or uh, back end I guess of Autonomy the course and in Autonomy Unlimited we're able to provide uh, content provider or content producers freedom oriented producers uh, our skill set with our apprentice pool and uh, the business model that we've created to really be able to put uh, energy behind endeavors that we see as beneficial to the wider uh, community, to the whole world really, to get people's messages out that have a big benefit to uh, freedom and to the principles of freedom. And so not only can we uh, do uh, different 
service offerings for standard clients and people that are able to uh, take advantage of autonomy and limited skill set as a marketing agency but in ethical marketing and ethical sales which we've striped hard to implement there um, we'll talk more about that in the future um, I think that's a lot at once uh, with the different things that I've brought up today but again uh, this is something that I want to get more uh, into and bring more interesting people on live to be able to practice our skills of producing live um, to get into sharing this with other people as well like how to produce yourself how to publish yourself as uh, how to become the true media or even autonomy the course helps you do is like find that inner voice or find like uh, Benny Wells Parhesia course it's all about speaking freely and Parhesia it's a word that means to be able to speak from the one the top of one's head and in a truthful way but also in a way that other people find appealing and that other people can uh, other people can pick up on the fact that you're speaking from a place of wisdom or a place of knowing more than just you know parhesia in the negative connotation which would be like someone who's just blab a blabbering idiot right just going off and just blabbering blab 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 but rather like the ability to do this to come on live and take a live stream with with some content that's not exactly related and weave it together and produce off the top of my head something that's not scripted that i don't have written out here what i'm gonna read and there's mistakes and there's times when i'm not coming off mute and i gotta double check and make sure that I'm you know not muted because I don't have a whole production staff and nor do I really want one I want to be able to teach people how to do this and uh, part of what I've been building to do that is a, a free offering of a lot of training series on my own sort of how to become the true media or uh, what I call within the stones media network and uh, from within broadcasting <laughs> so that's something that I'll be offering to my audience and to the community is the ability to do this kind of thing, to publish yourself, to produce your own content, to edit your own content, to create and the graphical components and how to actually get on and properly publish something. And so part of that journey would be me taking my, you know, uh, success as a content producer and really kind of putting my money where the mouth is and trying to up my game as a content producer to uh, prove in my own way that I you know have these skills and ability to publish uh, my voice and get the, my thoughts out there into the world and that's a big part of what people need to be doing to uh, stop the ever-increasing and ever-growing police state or tyrannical st uh, government or the one world government basically s to stopping this whole uh, loss of human freedom that we see happening all around us there's a lot of talk about health and a lot of talk about safety and a lot of concern about people dying but what you don't hear in the headlines a lot of is the concern for our liberty or our safe our freedom being taken away from us you know the, the media is clearly on an agenda to uh, have this thing go out as long as, it, as they need to and they're they've been planning it with event 201 uh, you can go and pull up documents on the World Economic Forum that we opened up with and how Bill Gates and the World Economic Forum 
have been planning and researching this type of stuff. Uh, let's see. So, the event 201 exercise, we'll just we'll go full screen and zoom this in a little bit so you can see what I'm pointing out here. Was a 3.5 pandemic tabletop exercise that simulated a series of traumatic scenarios based on fallacious discussions confronting difficult true-to-life dilemmas associated with response to a hypothetical but scientifically plausible pandemic. Fifteen global business government and health leaders were players in the, in the simulation exercise that highlighted unresolved real-world policy and economic issues that could be solved with sufficient political will, financial investment, and attention now and in the future. And as you can see, that was world, the World Economic Forum, Bill and Melinda Gates. Uh, they were uh, cohorts, or they were jointly backing this operation. And here are some of the other players. Looks like some of the people that were involved. Those people actually look like some of the actors that were in the movie. And again, the World Economic Forum um, planning and preparing for the pandemic long before it started with Bill and Melinda Gates. So it's almost like they need it to keep happening, right? So whatever their propaganda is that they're putting out now is because they're, they've been planning and they, they're very economically interested in the outcome of this thing and getting their vaccines out into the world to fix the problem, right? And it's a lot more than that, but, you know, if you've not heard about Event 201, I mean, it's time to go check into these things and you're not going to, you know, find out about it on Snopes.com. We need to read more about what the World Economic Forum is about and where their funding comes from and what, uh, you know, what they're all about. <clears throat> Looking ahead here, just seeing what we have up to share. So that being said, let's just jump into something else here uh, that has to do with autonomy and autonomy unlimited. And that is the uh, company Content Safe. And Content Safe, what they do, and they're in partnership now with Autonomy Unlimited, um, they take people's content and keep monitoring it on, let's say, like a site like YouTube, where they're, there's a high potential for them to get banned or deplatformed or demonetized or things like that. And they can immediately make that content reavailable somewhere else on that platform and also constantly backing up and monitoring and duplicating that work off to all the other alternative uh, video hosting platforms for the content producer and through Autonomy Unlimited uh, this partnership can really take the limits off your content um, so Autonomy Unlimited has proudly joined forces with ContentSafe. This unique partnership allows us to provide you with a one-stop solution to getting your video content online and making sure it stays there. And again, if you're a content producer out there and you're worried about or having problems with uh, publishing or becoming shadow banned or deplatformed and things like that, you can set up a meeting uh, using the Calendly link in the TylerBloyer.com show notes and uh, that'll get you directed into having a discussion about keeping your content safe with content safe and autonomy unlimited. 
All right, so that being said, this has been a wonderful TylerBlawyer.com live stream, and we'll have more of these to come in the future, a more cleaned up interface as I kind of make things more fine-tuned and honed in. But yeah, I mean, the, the censorship that we're facing can be mitigated, and there's things like we talked about today, like the ISE media site from Ben Swan, or BitChute, or Library, and these alternative platforms that you can get published on or go find your your content that you're looking for on and really you know all the censorship and they're, that they're trying to do is only on their main uh, search engines or their particular platforms like Facebook or Twitter or YouTube or Amazon even right and we're in a transition and with their great reset we're in a great transition of making the so quote unquote dark web more accessible and more available and more understood by the people that want to seek the information out because it's not really about the facts and the facts not being available to certain people about let's say like vaccines or something like that and like it's not like they just need to go watch the uh, pandemic and they're going to know everything they need to know there's plenty of information out there it's more of a willpower thing and your ability to seek out that information and consume it uh, it's plenty readily available for people to go look through uh, information about certain topics that are definitely trying to be heavily censored right now. But that being said, there's also a, a greater use and a, a wider understanding happening of how to find alternative media. Part of the, the show today was just to cover some of those ways for people that maybe haven't seen just some of those basic tools that I showed. And I think in the future we could have sort of a workflow or technical discussion on all, all the different ways to sort of combat or fight against or get around uh, censorship and things like that. So it's not an issue, including like ways to stay monetized or other things like that. So uh, really just wanted to get on here, share a couple things out today. And I think I'll end with a clip here and I'll probably just end the show after that. But this is a, a really good content producer over the years that I've used back even in like the Creature of Control days. And I like some of the content that he's been putting out recently. And I shared this on my Facebook page in Slavery. His name is Stefan. And his last name is... I'm trying to pull it up so I don't totally... Uh, Vestapen, Stefan Vestapen, and rather than me give too much away with the video, let's just go into that. Uh, but again, you can follow up with these posts. They'll be published on TylerBloyer.com, and the show notes and resources will be within there. And then uh, subscribe for updates and follow up with the 19 skills document if you want to get your hands on what's going on in autonomy and a free powerful uh, pdf book that allows you to uh, find out what the 19 skills are essential to success that you were not taught in school uh, but anyways that being said guys i uh, hope you all have a wonderful weekend it was great hanging out with you here and uh, sorry about the zoom for any of those that were trying to join the zoom but next week, I'll, I'll plan it. If anybody wants to get on with me next week and do this on Sunday morning, I'll try to get started a little bit earlier next week. Uh, but anyways, peace out, guys. I'll talk to you later. Have a good one. No, 
your enemy. Beat the grass to startle the snake. Agitate him and ascertain the pattern of his movements. Determine his disposition and so ascertain the field of battle. Probe him and learn where his strength is abundant and where deficient. From the book, The 36 Strategies of Ancient China. The internet has been a double-edged sword for the elite psychopathic banking class. On the one hand, they are able to track and surveil and manipulate billions of people. But the downside has been that information previously inaccessible to most people was now readily available. Never before in history have so many people awakened to the evil machinations of the Federal Reserve and the central banks, the phony money, the phony wars, the phony history, the phony science, the phony medicine, the phony education, and the fake media. After 200 years of being ruthlessly exploited, the slaves were starting to get wise. We saw England vote to leave their masters in the EU. We saw the Yellow Vest protests in France trying to rid their country of the toxic psychopath called Macron. Millions in Hong Kong protesting against the most evil empire in the world today. Everywhere there were calls for separation from the communist state controls. And worst of all, their straw man puppet, they thought would be laughed off the stage, was wildly popular among the serfs, showing that many people, too many people, still held wholesome values. Then, somewhere in the deepest bowels of hell, among the discarded bodies of hundreds of missing children, came a command. Shut it down! Shut it down forever! And with that, the dark legions of goblins, ghouls, and trolls spread throughout the world to shut down free speech. Shadow ban, cancel, demonetize, deplatform, dox, and ban them. Ban them all was the communists' battle cry. And so, a state censorship program that not even Stalin could dream of was imposed on the people. Then they rolled out their big guns. First was a total martial law lockdown under the guise of a bogus plague. You can't go out, you can't run your small business, you can't go to school, you can't go out for dinner, you can't get together in groups, you can't go to the beach or walk your dog in the park, and you can't visit your dying mother in the hospital. The elite were so pleased with the results that there was a spike of missing children as the bankers and their minions celebrated their victory. Then came the follow-up attack, unleashing the weaponized idiots. Thanks to over a hundred years of public education and the welfare state, there now exist on this planet more low IQ morons than have ever lived on this planet in all of history. This army of literal zombies ran amok looting and burning 
like lunatics. I think the enemy rolled out all their dirty tricks too soon. They probably would have liked to boil the frog a little longer, but the growing threat of more and more people waking up forced their hand and startled the snake. But now we can better see the enemy before us. First, know that every country in the world that implemented social distancing is under the control of the lone shark cabal. Every congressman, senator, governor, member of parliament, mayor, even down to town councillors have either been indoctrinated, pressured, or paid off. We saw how the police were ordered to stand down during the riots, arsons, and tearing down of statues, but were quick to arrest ordinary citizens for not wearing a mask. The police are not on our side. The media, as if it's not obvious by now, is the enemy. They always have been. There never was a golden age of journalism. So now we know our enemy, the bankers, the media, and practically every government in the world. We are vastly outnumbered and outgunned. There is zero chance that an armed rebellion or political party or protest or election would change a damn thing. According to Sun Tzu, there are only two strategies left to us now, escape and evade, and guerrilla warfare. You can either head for the hills, go offline, and hope they don't find you. Or you go guerrilla, outwardly a loyal party member, while secretly organizing a militia, establishing safe houses, creating black markets, engaging in smuggling and assassinations, and sabotaging the enemy at every turn. Of the two strategies, Sun Tzu had this to say, while a smaller force can escape a larger force for some time, if the larger force is persistent, the smaller force will always be captured in the end.